Hello, Nomads, and welcome to episode 79 of the Nomads of Fantasy. I am your host, Brandon, and I'm also here with... Who else is with me on my adventure? Oh, I see the great giant Dave. <laughs> Willow, you idiot. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, who, who is that? Revere? Rizal. Rizal. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. Yep. And then I also have my, my little sorcerer, Eric. Oh, I'm really scared. No, don't. There's a peck with an acorn pointed at me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, these are quotes from the great, Eric, great movie, <laughs> Willow. We'll see. We'll see about that. Classic. Um, I think it came out, what, 1988? 88. 88. Yeah. yeah. This is a year Ron, was 1988. This is a Ron Howard flick, but doing a little research, I knew that George Lucas wrote it. I didn't know that he actually wrote this before Star Wars. And I think oh, it was originally really? called like Munchkins or something like that. Yeah. Hmm. And, you know, he just couldn't get anybody to bite on it. I don't know. He just couldn't get into production. Star Wars happens. And then he revisits this because clearly he's a fan of Tolkien. Obviously, he's a fan of a lot of things. And he always likes kind of pays tribute to the things that influences him with his movies. But but I'm getting ahead of myself here with Willow. You can tell I'm excited. Uh, but other people are excited too, man. Like we put it out on social and people had things to say about this movie uh if you want to follow us on social media at no man's fantasy on twitter yes there were some other people who had some thoughts on this movie such as unadulterated geek talk says we say we will listen well there you go i hope you listen to this episode right now (laughs) okay uh sean caster says an amazing film i love it i love it so uh, so what happens next said did it early as an episode and was shocked I had never seen it before when it's not good it's still fun hyped for the TV show huh. um, it's not good it's still fun I can't tell if they liked it or not <laughs> fun is is the key word there mm-hmm. uh, this is one of those movies I used to love but it's been so long since I've seen it that I wonder how well it holds up that's from Supreme Collector Nick and Diabolical says Bev Morda will be tuning in and using her <laughs> Terry Wogan wand mic to tell you her thoughts. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah so Morda. Yep. So she's a good a good villain in this. Not much redeemable from good old Bev. Yep. That's good. Uh so it sounded mostly positive, which is mm-hmm. always nice to see. Uh I'm definitely going to this movie uh, with nostalgia. You know, I, I just watched this movie so much as a kid. So um, I'm sure some of the people who <laughs> uh, made comments uh, were also probably from the same era and had the same uh, relationship. But that's what's great. That's why Eric I'm here. Much, I know Eric <laughs> is much younger than Dave and I uh, by what is the actual age difference? Well, I was born in 1994. So this yeah, movie came years. out six years before I was born. Yeah, 13 years younger than us. So, okay. Yeah, so I'll, I'm curious to hear your opinion from somebody who <laughs> was born after this movie came out. Some of the things in this movie didn't age terribly well, but yeah, know, maybe. looking back with rose-colored glasses. It'll be interesting to have Eric, yeah, Eric's perspective on this, but um but we're pretty Don't much worry, I won't up. I won't be a wet blanket throughout the entire thing. No, I know. You're you're typically more positive in general. So, that's fine. You're you are your own person, and 
if you don't like something, you have problems with something, that's that's cool with me. Um, but anyways, we're wrapping up November here. Well, we're like halfway, but with recording and the schedule and stuff like that, uh, I think after this, we were we will be closing the month with the Ask a Nomad episode. So appreciate everybody mm-hmm. who's been you know filling out the form or sending comments on Twitter and all that stuff. We got them all. I think Eric collected them all, so that's really cool. Um, so yeah, looking looking like a fun episode. Is there anything else I'm missing, Dave? I know you're you're our schedule manager. <laughs> uh, no, we're gonna be well. I mean, we're getting into November. We're getting into snowy season. Um, I guess we we can release the first episode of December is going to be on the the wintry classic Hateful Eight. We're getting back into our Tarantino's roots, so that'll be an interesting one for everybody that wants to get that one in. And uh, we'll be we'll release the rest of the schedule shortly, though. I would say get started on the Hateful Eight sooner because we were just talking about that. I've seen the movie; these two haven't, and I saw nope. the theatrical cut, but it has since been expanded to it. It looked like a television ep- like episodic. Yeah, it's just like an extended edition on Netflix, I think. Um, okay. And yeah, you were saying it was like eight hours long or something. I don't know if it's, but it's, eight it's, it's broken up. Long. It's broken up into yeah, like three or four episodes, I think. Um, so it's a little bit more manageable chunks, uh, but it's a long movie to begin with. You know, just the theatrical cut is, but I, I, I would like to watch the uh, the extended version because I've heard good things about it actually. Looks like it's about four hours long. It's four okay, episodes so, at about an hour apiece. Yeah, oh, four hours that's, is long. That's okay. not, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not too bad. That's, a, that's, a, that's still, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of film to get in. So yeah, If you go into it thinking at, of it as a TV show, though, it's really short. So that's how I'll go into it. It's, <laughs> it's, like, only, it's, four a, it's only four <laughs> hour long episodes, yeah. Or eight half hour. Go. Yeah, however, however you want to frame it. All right, that's cool. What's after that, though, Dave? Is that Bahubali? Part two? Or no, that's uh, Potter. We're actually you're going to be gone, so we're uh, we're getting in the Potter. Here's some Harry Potter while you are gone. Um, should be fun. I, I want to start watching, to, yeah, rewatching some of those to too. Cram in eight episodes, but it's a good. I think it's a great holiday flick too, because there's always there's a lot of Christmas tie-ins throughout the Harry Potter movies too, which is pretty cool because mm-hmm. it's kind Especially of a, the first one. Yeah, there's some character building. There's always some holiday stuff some ugly sweaters getting passed around. So um, yeah, we'll be getting into Potter and then Bahubali at some point after that. And then we're going to kind of figure out a Christmas movie to put on the schedule, but we'll get that. We'll get that out at the end of the month. Great. Well, I'm going to take my little rock here and throw it up in the air and watch it turn into a little birdie and take us to act two. have returned we have arrived at the crossroads and i think we can settle down and 
get ready to talk about Willow. Little known fact that the James uh, Eric Clapton song Crossroads was about Willow. Little did you know the Cream song. <laughs> Can't tell if you're Mad being Martigan. serious or not. I, I'm assuming that's a joke. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it came out probably about ten years before. But... <laughs> that's where George Lucas got the idea. That's where he got the inspiration <laughs> came from. A little bit of Clapton, a little bit of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you know. So sorry, I derailed you. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, let's just get this to frame up how this conversation is going to go. I think we need to extract how we feel about this movie going into it. Uh, Dave, let's start with you, then me, then we'll I was end. Say, it. let me go last. Well, <laughs> yeah. this one I've seen multiple times before. It's kind of a classic from growing up. It's, I wouldn't say it's like Star Wars classics, but it's a classic. Um, I don't know, because it's a it's like a feel good sword and sorcery adventure kind of thing. It's not I mean, it is a little dark. There's people getting stabbed and there's there's lots of, you know, people getting shot with arrows in the face and whatnot. But on the whole, it's kind of a lighthearted romp through fantasy land. But no, I liked it. I watched it with the family. The kids enjoyed it. Um, Eight year old. Liked it a lot more than the younger one. I think it's probably a little boring for a younger kid because there are some pacing things that happen throughout this movie where it gets slow for a bit and then you're sledding down a mountain and then it gets slow for a bit and, you know, all sorts of stuff. But I I thoroughly enjoy this one. I could see um, coming to it now, having never seen it. I could see people having issues with some of the special effects. I could see people having an issue with some of the cheesiness is some of the jokes but on, i mean on the whole it's just a it's a good wholesome you know little fantasy story so definitely definitely recommend it if people like the the genre it's it's one of them that you know kind of holds up and there's some special effects in it that were pretty freaking groundbreaking for the time um between the the brownies and the shape shifting and stuff like that um this is pre-terminator 2000 before all that shit kind of got popular so um yeah i definitely i definitely like this one this one was one i knew i was going to enjoy rewatching again having not seen it in a while and uh yeah it still holds up as a fun little fantasy romp over to you brandon how about I'm you do you watch it with much, the fam i, I totally watched okay. it okay <laughs> nice my four-year-old and eight-year-old loved it mm-hmm. they had a blast with it um, my wife enjoys this one. I enjoy this one, but we're like, we're kids that were born in the early eighties. So we were at the right age when this came out. Um, I think if I, I look at more as he gets older, I, as I get older, eighties had great charm and I'm, I'm thinking about some eighties movies and I'm like, uh, big trouble in little China, <laughs> Indiana Jones. Yeah. The lead is such a charming character. And I think, I think Mad Mortigan and Willow are very charming in this movie, and I, it's wholesome to me. Yeah. So, and I think the special effects actually hold up very well. I think they've enhanced some. I think Disney Plus has been tweaking it over the years because I don't remember it looking so good. Like, yes, there are some limitations to this movie, but overall, for like a thirty million dollar budget in 1988, you know, I think, and this is Industrial Light Magic, right, that mm-hmm. produced this. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I think 
it looks fine. I guess there's issues with the pacing. I don't see it because I grew up with this movie, so I just don't know any better. I don't know if it's good or bad because I just see Willow. Fucking Willow, <laughs> the movie I've seen since I was like eight years old, right? So I don't know. But I I am very curious for somebody who was born in the 90s to look at a movie from the 80s and the end of the 80s too at the end of a pretty good run of adventure movies but not too many fantasy movies you know legend which was a couple years before this i think labyrinth yeah and then this you know so but anywho let's let's hear what eric had to say or yeah what what he has to say (laughs) yeah it's interesting to me because obviously i mean you say whatever movies that came out in the 80s or whatever there's plenty of movies that I love that came out in the 80s, 70s, and before. Look at Star Wars, some of my favorite movies of all time. But yeah, obviously I don't have the nostalgia for this. I'm going in this, you know, 2022 with fresh eyes, having never seen it before. Um, and in it, it's just a, it's a weird one for me. It's not like they, I hated it or anything. It was a fun movie, but I overall I thought it was a little boring, a little too long it was two hours when i saw that it was two hours long i was like damn this is a long one and like as i was especially the beginning i think it i think the second half is better uh in my opinion it picks up a little bit more with some of the story and some of the action and you know stuff towards the end and the climax at the end and everything um but you know the beginning was a, was a little boring for me it was a last slow night. First hour, you get like the intro to the village and yeah. all that crap. It, so. it, I was watching it last night and I I was struggling, very hard to stay awake. Like I was just sitting on the couch, with my wife watching this movie, and I I like fell asleep and woke up like three times, had to rewind. And I'm like I can't do it. I can't finish it tonight. So. Left it for tonight, and you know, I finished the last hour today. Um, but no, it's it was fun overall. I think, like you said, it's a feel good fantasy movie, and I I feel like traditionally I like fantasy, but I'm maybe lean more towards like dark fantasy is more of what I like instead of like you know fairies and magic and you know you know what I mean stuff like that, and. It felt, I guess I was maybe expecting a little bit more because I know you guys loved it so much and hyped it up so much. But maybe, you know, I'm sure that's a lot of nostalgia talking. So you guys, there's things from my past that I love that you guys would probably think is boring as well. Right. Um, that's how it is. But yeah, that's that's kind of what I had to say. Like I said, I, I definitely don't hate it. I enjoyed the story overall and enjoyed watching it, but I just found it what'd the wife think about it she didn't she wasn't a huge fan nope. she thought it was boring <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> she didn't finish it with me she watched yeah. the first like hour 45 with me as well and she was asleep and she was like nah boring and i'm like yeah so i just finished it on my own okay well let's let's talk about i guess some of the characters warwick davis is playing the lead willow what did you think of his performance? I mean, as the character, and, and he's bo- like seventeen years old in this role. It's his first. Is he really okay? Real role. He seemed really young, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And you don't see many people working where the lead talent is a little person. Is a little person. No, I I can respect that. And you got to think about those lot. camera shots that they were doing. Like they had to literally get. Uh, it, there's some shots where you're looking up 
at him. Think about that. You think the camera crew is all little people? It's probably normal sized people right. holding the camera low and all the stuff. So I, I was just thinking about the production throughout the video. Yeah, the perspective shots and like, yeah, especially in the village in the beginning because it's it's all little people in the village. Yeah. And like the camera is pretty close to the ground. I never really thought about that. But yeah, Willow as a character, I think Warwick Davis knocks it out of the park with the character that he's trying to embody. You know, like this random farmer from this random village goes on this epic quest to save this kingdom. You know, it's the unlikely hero story, which, you know, is always fun. So I, I think- like that he's he's like, I forget every time, though, he's because you always think about him like cherishing the baby and protecting the baby. But in the beginning of the movie, he's like, leave it. Push it down <laughs> we'll the push river. Push it down the river. <laughs> Come on. That was pretty good. Get rid of it. He's so selfish in the beginning. He's like, I don't want anything to do with it. Don't go near it. We don't know where it's been. But, Dad, it's a baby. It's not like us. No, it's not an Elwin. Looks like a Daikini baby. What's a Daikini? Daikinis are big. Giants who live far away. <laughs> oh, she's so cute. Can't we keep it, Dada? No. We'll push it downstream and forget we ever saw it. Come on. Shh. It's the prefect. That's all I need. Keep it quiet. Don't touch it. Yeah, he's just trying to get his trying to get his farm. Trying to get his shit straight. You got Burgle Cut busting his balls every chance he could get. That guy was a fucking okay. piece is, of work. Is that guy the yeah. the actor that plays the Oompa Loompas in uh Willy Wonka in the chocolate back? <laughs> I I swear that's the same guy because there's <laughs> in Willy Burgle Wonka Burgle. in Willy Wonka there's the one guy that plays all the Oompa Loompas. I don't know if it was Burgle Cup, but it looked like him. I don't I don't think it is. He's he doesn't have any credits underneath his uh underneath his IMDb page. Burgle Cut. I I hated that character when I was little. He's such a prick. But as I get older, I he like steals the show for me, man. He is so animated and is it acting great absolutely not but it's so over the top <laughs> it's just i love it <laughs> it's the way he it's threatens is a bossy well, asshole, was... yeah <laughs> oh my God. that's good you still haven't paid your debts to me where did you get these seats well maybe i use magic <laughs> you're no sorcerer i good you're a clown i sell the plant seeds around here now tell me where you got them my family's been gathering them in the forest since last fall. There's no law against that Mr. Burgle Cut. Willow, you didn't leave them alone by the river. Magic? You'll need magic to expect to get your planting done before the rains start. I will have this land off good, and you're gonna end up working in the mines. Or how he throws them under the bus, where they. You know, when they're trying to decide who's going to go. And they're like, I think it should be the guy who found it. And he just immediately points to Willow. And he, yeah. And he laughs uh, like an asshole after everything he says. <laughs> after everything he he says. like <laughs> leans forward and pushes like, his ah! head up. He's just, it's like looking my throat as I laugh. It's like cackle. One thing I was thinking about, Brandon, I know obviously this is nostalgic for you, but Willow's kids, fucking horrible kid actors. Terrible. Oh, they're brutal. But think again. Think about they this. I mean, there's you got to get they're really people. they're really. I'm sure kid, they're really young too. Like, you know how I feel about kid actors. I mm-hmm. think all kid actors are bad. I think those kids are adorable, 
And yeah, yes, of course. They are, I'm sure they were super young. Like I, they, I, can't I think they picked them because they were, you know, they were little people and they were kids. And again, the industry just does not have roles in and stuff like that for people like this. So, what acting chops are they? I was gonna. Into I was so thinking I, about that as well. Like they had to get all of these little people actors, and like there's only so many you can choose from, you know. So they probably had to take what they could get as far as the talent that they were kind of given. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's something I was thinking about as well. But yeah, uh, I that's think Val Kilmer Val Kilmer's character, Mad Morgan, is definitely the highlight of this movie for Dude. me. Oh yeah. John Cusack apparently was going for this role and he lost some lost it to Val Kilmer and Val Kilmer was like he did like you know no Top way. Secret he did Top Gun and then he did this he was yeah you just get whatever he wants Cusack ain't getting this from Kilmer no way absolutely no way not. would have been a no way completely different character for sure like yeah. yeah. He doesn't think that... was, if you think it's boring that watching it now. Oh yeah, <laughs> not, nothing against that actor. But... He, he flashes that roguish smile and he melts your heart the same way Han Solo does when he like smirks at like the blast door is not opening. Like it's the same like charm yeah. and likability that he brings to the character, even though you know he's kind of a scumbag a little bit too. Yeah, scoundrel, yep. if you will. A scoundrel. He's a scamp. Yeah, I think it's obvious that. Lucas made Han Solo, and I, he made Mad Mortigan, and you can Mardigan. tell that it's the same. What did I say? You said Mortigan. It's Mardigan. oh, I'm sorry, Mad Mortigan. Mad Mortigan. Mortigan is his brother. Um, Mad <laughs> Mortigan. Um, <laughs> he made both of those characters, so you know, like, all right, I can see him making the not a mistake, but like, I can see him making that character again because it's such a great character. But you can tell that there's indiana jones i'm sorry yeah there's lord of the rings in this of course you know the fellowship of the ring wizards little people um forests you know dragons all that stuff how could you not it's see, easy to make that, that comparison and i sort of made that comparison as well and like i was like i was thinking i i do like the world of willow that he created obviously it takes inspiration from many other fantasy things and i think that was maybe my issue with it is that i've seen things like this before that have done it better and like fellowship is obviously the easy comparison there but obviously this came before so it's it's, it's hard to compare did you do you guys think that peter jackson was influenced and did paid some homage to willow because if you look at the Fellowship of the Ring, when Sauron and Saruman fight, it's just like the two old ladies. The witch battle? I thought of that during And it. I'm like, dude, this is, I mean, there's it's there's some scenes in this that I think like, man, I'm I not, see it. but like, like, not to say that Willow is an influential movie. I'm sure it has some things that it's done to the industry, but I'm just saying, like, I think Peter Jackson probably liked this movie. The, the OG witch battle. Or at least definitely, like I wrote down, like, that it's specifically a call out to the the Saruman Gandalf fight. Basically, like, the spell war back and forth of them trying to outspell each other. I don't know what you call it, wizard's battle. Yeah. yeah, wizard battle. Okay. No, but I, it's, it, I could see, I could definitely see that. Some, some parts in there. I mean, the baby beam going down the river, you know, um, everything takes inspiration from something else. And yeah, whether Peter Jackson did or not, I think he if he did, he built off of it successfully Um, because there there is definitely some of those ideas in this movie. 
uh and like again like i said things we've seen in fantasy before but you know i don't know you gotta think that this happened in 1988 though so all the fantasy stuff you've seen is probably based off of willow every fantasy (laughs) thing is based (laughs) off of willow yes because nothing came before it nope (laughs) but i mean like how many fantasy like things did you get like back then like before willow like i don't know there's not a lot of like we were saying before there's like labyrinth and some other i guess some the, other uh legend legend, legend you yeah probably haven't seen that that. Very... i think it's a really scott flake with tom cruise and it's mm. tim curry and it's pretty that one's amazing. really good but i will yeah that one just scared the shit out of me as a kid that's all i remember really oh speaking of that as well i was thinking like this movie is rated pg which but there's there's some i mean the the whole story of this movie is pretty dark for a, a PG rated movie, killing it, moms and babies, looking for yeah. right at the beginning, the queen's is rounding up pregnant ladies to try to you know figure out which baby is the prophecy that's going to destroy her and trying to kill the kill a baby. I'm like, damn, this starts out really. Dark. I was thinking about that. I always like don't. I always you know I, I watch this movie, but I'm not paying attention. I'm like, yeah, you know, I know how, how it goes. She wants to get, but I'm thinking about like, damn, that's actually really fucked up, right? <laughs> and even like the. The lady that helps the helps baby Alana, is it? Yeah, whatever. Princess Alana, yeah. She like pushes it down the river, then immediately gets mauled by like rabid dogs. Yeah, she pigs or boars or whatever they are. Like she's immediately gets eaten alive, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty fucked up too. And then, well, you guys watch this with your kids. Was there any like? Because there's some some scary scenes. I would say there's one scene that scared my wife for sure because she screamed. She's like, oh, but it was um. It was during the big battle with the trolls, and one of them jumped out, and she like the one that jumped down from the ceiling or something. Little jump scare, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say my, I mean, well, the kids are cool with everything. My kid's three, and he he's very sensitive to stuff, so there's no way I could watch him watch this with him because there's there's, I mean, it's a PG movie, but there there are some, you know, more intense scenes. I guess it's funny that you say that, Mike. My four-year-old loves to repeat one-liners or whatever. And who the hell are you? And <laughs> what the hell is that? Or something like that. It's just always something, what the hell? Or who the hell? Picks out the good one. And, yeah. And this is like, they say it in the movie a few times. It's like a little gag in, in the in the in throughout the movie. And Ryan repeated it each time. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> we just look at each other and laugh. Sarah, and I'm like, I, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> Well, just let it go because if we make a big deal out of it, he'll remember. He's just repeating stuff out of the movie, but mm-hmm. but yeah, there's some dark stuff in it. There's some violence in it, but overall, I mean, come on that that song, that theme song. I was just gonna say the music was really good. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes gives us like a fifty fifty six, and I'm like, you fucking suck. No way, it's that low. No, fifty six, fifty eight, or something like that. I'm like, the song alone keeps it in the seventies. <laughs> Yeah, James Horner is the guy that did the music, um, and oh. apparently he died in a plane crash at, yeah. when he was like sixty-one. But he did really? some. He did the score for Aliens. He did the score for Avatar. Yeah. Wow! Uh, yeah. Deep Impact, The Mask Damn. of Zorro, Amazing Spider-Man, Beautiful Mind. Like he did the Star Trek movie. Yep, I think the a couple Star Trek movies. Yeah, so that's impressive. It's, 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 got like such a, it's got like some such an upbeat like heroic like it feels adventure going on an, yeah going on an adventure mm-hmm. kind of vibe to it that 
every time like you know an action scene's about to start up and that thing picks up that song kicks in you're like yeah dude yeah i love the theme songs from star wars indiana jones willow Back to the Future and Jurassic Park and Goonies. Uh, th- that and, Go- uh, and Goonies. Thank you. Goonies is a good one. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude, I just love movie theme songs, and this is this one's off in the top twenty hands down. I love this song, and I'm glad it's throughout the whole movie. But all right, so that's the characters. That's the that's the song. I, it, what about the production, Eric? I again, you know, we we look at Lord of the Rings and we look at Star Wars, and between there was a movie called Willow. Uh, it, it's made from George Lucas's team. It's from his mind. It's Howard's on the film. Um, everything's there for the most part. I think visually it looks pretty good. I couldn't imagine at the time. I bet it probably looked incredible with the. Oh yeah, at the time the, for sure. The CG that they added that that's early CG. You didn't really see that in movies. I think it holds up pretty well. Um, again, there's some whatever. It's just, it's it's just an effect of the time. Is just some of the stuff. The only thing that I really noticed that didn't look the best and it was ambitious for the time was like the brownies. And because some of the stuff, it just looked like they were plastered over a fucking yeah. JPEG or something. You know, I'm like, eh, whatever. The pro- like, but you got to think like they're probably like green screening that and then. Right. Yeah. For the time of everything. That's... For the time. I'm some, sure are, some shots are better great. than others. Like the, in the all pop, the ones. It's great. All the ones that are close up are good. Like anyway, and but like from oh, yeah. far away, where they're like in shots with other characters, you can tell they're just superimposed on on a flat screen, which is fine. Yeah. But whatever, is expected for the time. Some of the shots that actually I was really impressed with were some of the big like castle shots, the matte paintings. Yeah, so like all that stuff. I saw the, the especially Bev those. Morta's castle at the end. It's like huge, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, damn, that actually looks really, really good. That's a painting. That's so eighties evil fantasy. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah. You can go on YouTube and you can see what the, what's the really shot, and then they mask it out, and then they paint in the background. So oh, like, that's, that's her. Her massive. I was like, man, her courtroom is really big for a studio set, but it's not. It's it's a it's a matte painting. Yeah, like that stuff is like so. seamless. I didn't even yeah, I didn't even notice notice it. It just yeah, it looked back. really good. Yeah, if you go back when they total Lord of the Rings like shot where you're like really low and you're looking up and they're going across a little bridge and you see mm-hmm. just a silhouette of that again it's just shot like in a building and then they just painted everything else around it and it's so mm-hmm. seamless. Uh, honestly, if you, for what it's worth, this movie goes all over the place. It is a rather epic as far as visually, visually, regardless of pacing and story. If you just look at where they go and the thing, the places they experience, there are a lot of sets, oh, a yeah. lot of visuals in this. They got snow, they got all that stuff. They got castles, they got um, starting off. In even the, the deleted yeah. scene had a really cool production thing. I guess they couldn't get the thing in the water to work, but yeah, it was a very ambitious movie for sure. Like, like you said, it it feels epic. It does feel like you're going on this grand adventure with these characters, you know, through this fantasy land. And, you know, it makes their mission, their quest, I should say, uh, it does. It feels epic. It feels like an, an important adventure for Willow and everything. So I that I can really appreciate the scope of the movie uh, and just the ambition of it. Can you appreciate the comedy in this movie? The comedy is a little cheesy. Um, you didn't think, I, how, about, how about the wizard? Like when they're in that room 
and he's like him in uh uh I almost called him Bilbo. Him him in the Willow. They uh they like throw the was it bones, Dave? Yeah. What is he? Yeah, I that that part got me a little bit. It was like the bones tell me nothing. That was good. I like that. I will consult the bones. And Virgo cut when he's just like, you can't, we can't send our top fighter. And then he's just like, every uh, group needs a leader. And then they say, Virgo cut, you'll lead. And then he turns around instantly and calls for the. <laughs> he does like a look at the camera and he does like the yell. No, like, that was like the yeah. they, Some they try and use the brownies throughout. I didn't think the brownies were really that funny. I was more of like they no, are horrible. They were kind My of annoying. My wife and kids enjoyed them a lot, but I think they hurt the movie like mad martigan's like that's where i'm coming in like the, some of his one-liners oh yeah his, <laughs> his everything everything he did i was on board with um <laughs> some some of the stuff i rolled my eyes at uh but other than that i i thought it was fine overall um i know i mentioned the action a little bit it's i don't know it's that like pg george lucasy action you know like and a lot of the choreographed scenes were, I don't know. It just felt old, you know, like, it, it, like people are kicking the air and you can, they make the noise, but they don't make contact. There was a couple people. of Wilhelm screens in this one too. Yeah. There's a, there was a couple, there was like at least yeah. two that I counted and I'm like, okay. So I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And like, I, for, it's interesting hearing your perspective on this because I fucking love that. And I miss that. The, I think that's one of the reasons I feel like I felt the same way that I feel about this movie that I felt about Indiana Jones watching it for the first time. Okay. Because I, yeah, I'm going to slam all your childhood nostalgia. <laughs> Wait, do you not like Indiana movies. Jones? I've only seen Raiders and I watched it, Ooh. I don't know, five years ago and I was, I was meh on that it. That is incredible. Oh, I did not know that. Temple of Doom and Last was, Crusade or some quality Dude, flicks too. I, I think that's one of the greatest movies ever made i don't know i uh, wow maybe i need to watch the other the other ones but i oh no, man it's I, cool because I, I i think it's just the effect of like not having watched it for so long hearing people over the years yeah. talk about how amazing it is it's so hyped up and then it just you know it doesn't live up to my expectations um yeah but i would say i probably enjoyed willow more than i enjoyed indiana jones <laughs> wow that i mean good for willow uh, okay okay well i mean i don't but know but it's that same type of like like cheesy action you know i don't know there's just something about it that i'm like okay when's when's this when's like this indiana jones is, this all... is just boring boring action to me indiana you know? jones is know. mostly like fist fights and barroom brawls and like you know gags like that this one like when the it's hard with this one because they're like stabbing people, but it's rated PG, so, no so they're not really like there's no blood. They're not really you but... know they like put the sword into their stomach and then the guy just like, falls over. I don't know. It's yeah, just... yeah. There is a lot of that. Like when when they're storming the castle and it's just Mad Mardigan and Willow in there. Like that is mm-hmm. one of one of I don't know my favorite scenes from the whole movie because it's Mad Mardigan just going crazy. Like in the oh, dude, his sword work is good for for you know pretty boy actor. The choreography is good. I think no problem with that. Tricks that he does too are good. He does like that sword flip where he flips it to himself. 
That is cool, yeah. Like that's that's classic cool right guy there. for that. He gets some cool guy points for that. You didn't like the um the tavern escape where they're on the horse oh, chase. That was awesome that's the too. part where I fell asleep. <laughs> oh really? I like that scene. I think it's pretty well done. Again, it, it's fun. It's, it's stupid. It's, fine. it's so stupid. There's it no reason why too like, long. they should have just killed the horses in the front and then killed them in the back. Well, yeah, I wasn't I, even thinking that. I didn't think of that. These at are all. the worst knights of all, or whatever they are. I think they're knights. I don't know. They're I think, queens. I think it, it, it was fun. It, it was. It could have been shorter. The brownies are just rolling around. But they got the, you know, they had to the cut the barrel the to save them from that one guy. But it was hilarious. As a kid, when, I remember yeah. loving that scene. I was just like, yeah, that's so cool. The little guys did something. I'm, I'm When Willow <laughs> goes into the room and he turns around and Mad Mardigan's wearing like a woman's dress and he's, Dude, he's about to hide, so from, stupid. hide from the husband. Oh, the boy. And the yeah. husband's trying to hit on her like in front of his other wife, which was also weird. But, and then all of a yeah. sudden. He, I know, right, then, right in front of his wife. <laughs> yeah. And they pull the thing off his face and. Not a woman, and then not he starts, a woman. He starts the whole brawl. Not a woman takes like, out everybody. Obviously, there. guy, like holy shit! But you see, Val Kilmer's like beard underneath his underneath his thing that he's holding up over his face. He's got the five o'clock shadow. But oh, so funny! It is good, and like obviously, obviously, I know this uh, this movie's not winning any Oscars for its story or anything. But I also found everything pretty predictable. You know oh, okay. how the story was gonna go, which again is is fine because it's it's again I like it's a fun movie. It's not winning any Oscars for its writing or whatever, but I knew how it was all gonna go. I you know I could kind of see it when you know when I picked it up back to watch the the rest of the hour. I'm like okay, obviously they're gonna get captured or the baby's gonna get taken away and then they're gonna have to escape. And I was like okay, well, whatever. I was I was along for the ride. There but were some. I just wasn't. There were some accolades thrown upon this movie, though. You said it didn't win an Oscar, but it was nominated for Ooh. multiple Academy Awards for sound effects and editing and visual effects. I was gonna say probably for the production. Lost both of them to Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which was also done by Industrial Light and Magic. I was just was gonna funny. say like the last of themselves. <laughs> That's funny, yeah. right? It exactly. won Best Costume it Design at Saturn Awards, which is pretty cool. Um, Warwick Davis was nominated for Best Performance by a Younger Actor, but lost to Fred Savage, that little son of a bitch. Uh, Jean Marsh um, was for Best Supporting Actress. She was Queen Bev Mordia, but she lost to Sylvia Sidney for Beetlejuice. So it seems like there was a lot going on that year. It lost Best Fantasy Film at the Hugo Awards. Lost to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Nominated for two... here you go eric it's also nominated for two golden raspberry awards including worst screen play which it which it lost to cocktail (laughs) and worst worst oh it lost that's good uh for bill barty who uh played who the hell is that he played the old the old uh wizard from the oh from their town from the village village, yeah oh he also was in uh uh he-man master of the universe or whatever Mm -hmm. right so I, yeah, hmm. but no, there was a lot of, was a lot of talk around it, like the the visual effects and stuff like that, like the, what was it? What do they call it? They call it the digital morphing or whatever. Rotoscoping. No. Oh yeah, from like the morphing. animals to a, like that was like cutting edge for the time then. Like that was okay, hot shit. I will say the part where uh, Queen Bev Morda was transforming them into pigs that was pretty creepy. I think Dude, that was like, all practical though. Like 
Yeah, that was yeah. practical, but that was pretty scary. It, yeah, I I would have I would have been scared watching as that kid. as a kid. Like, yeah, I'm trying yeah, to remember yeah. if that scared me, but I, yeah, it's a creepy scene. What do you think of the the dragons, the double headed dragon? That did you like? I mean, stop motion. Like it was eighty eight. Yeah, stop I think it looked for stop motion. It actually it looked really good. Um, I thought you know the uh, it had good effect, good scale. It reminded me of like a you know a rancor or something. It did like have that, all but, those faces, but better better animated. Yeah, it, 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 I don't know why all like those stop motion creatures have like a similar face like, look and like, like the eyes the and face everything. Was, like all tucked in on itself. I didn't even call it a dragon. I don't even know what I wouldn't know what to call it. Well, they call they like, call it like the Siskel Ebert thing or something. They named it after Siskel and Ebert. It's like some some Siskel and Ebert pun. Oh, huh. well, it was like I was like, what the fuck is going? Because Willow transforms the the troll. He ca- casts like the spell on the troll, and it fucking like melts into a pile of meat. Yeah, that was, that's and then the two heads little my wife. two heads little sprout out, and then he just kicks it into the water, the and it sounds... turns into this dragon thing. And I'm like, what and the can... fuck is going and on? And then like ten nasty. seconds later, you have like. Uh, Man of Artigan in front of everybody doing some cool sort of things like yelling at everybody. <laughs> and all of a sudden yep. this thing just pops out of the water and it's like huge already. And it starts to eat. Again, I, I know. And then he effects. runs and he runs and he runs out. <laughs> Come on, do you only like the joke? He like runs out with the army. He's scared with them and then he's just standing there. No, that like, was funny. Get him. <laughs> I guess I guess I will say the jokes landed more than they, they missed. There was a couple I rolled my eyes at, but there was some good ones that I chuckled at. Um I did think it, whatever, the, I guess the, the worst effect, probably, that looking effect was when Mad Mardigan was riding on the dragon. I just thought it, it didn't <laughs> yeah. look very good at all. Oh, but again, okay. how do you, it's hard to superimpose a fucking real human on top of a stop I know. There's a shot animated figure. There's a shot that I see every time I watch it, it, it makes me laugh. It's, um... So it's when it's we could probably talk about this one scene, but it's when they're going down the on a shield, escaping that camp <laughs> on the mountain, they got yeah. captured. Oh, the the sledding scene, yeah, yeah, you know, and all the stuff. So you have Mad Mardigan holding in the back of uh, Willow and uh, the the baby. They're going down. He falls off, and then you see Willow is alone on the shield, sliding into to the other little camp uh, of the other army. But you can tell it's literally just they just let a shield like a little sled go down the hill with a guy on it, but it's not a real person. It is so. Stiff. I noticed that too. I noticed that. <laughs> too. Just, I'm like they just they just sent a dummy down a it, hill on a sled. It so much like a dummy. It's so bad. It, it it's like a two second shot, but you can just tell it's not a real person. It makes me laugh. With that scene, it it did make me laugh. The cartoonish when scene when, it, <laughs> when Mad Mardigan come down in the in the big old snow boulder. <laughs> that made me laugh because it was so ridiculous. It was it was like straight out of a cartoon. Uh, so George Lucas hilarious. likes to do cartoonish scenes though. He does that with Han Solo like running it like, after like twenty stormtroopers with a gun and then mm-hmm. they turn around and he's like honored of him he's like oh and he runs away or um when indiana jones is escaping you haven't seen this but in when indiana jones is escaping uh, uh crashing airplane in the beginning of uh uh temple of doom indiana jones temple of doom they they get on a ra- like air like a what is that like a raft for the water they jump out and land on a mountain with that there's some ridiculous in George Lucas's writing, and I think this scene here specifically, he just feels he has to do something cartoonish because mm-hmm. it comes out of nowhere. Everything else is more or less grounded, you know. But something else, I again, I I'm not gonna 
complain the whole time, but this was this is a weird one for me because um, I did enjoy part of this. So the whole love story between <laughs> Mad Mardigan yeah. and oh, Sorsha. Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny <laughs> that Mad Mardigan got like high off the fucking pixie dust or whatever the love dust. Like that part was pretty funny. And he goes into Sorsha's tent and he's, you know, spouting off all this, like, romantic talk. I love you, you know. And what was his quote? You're like, my uh, sun and my moon or my moon and my stars or... Dude, yeah, like, I I'm love it. in eternal darkness without you. Or <laughs> he walks up to her and he says, like, uh, it's like, I love you. And then he starts walking away. But then he, like, turns around and just instantly, like, in love. Like a cartoon <laughs> character. It was... I think it was, it was well so acted. Good. I think he... He hands it up. It's it's cheesy. He's, he's definitely having fun in the role. Um, yeah, and he does all that poetry. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And you got even the brownies and Willow are like, no, no, what are you doing? And all that stuff. Mm. And, but then she like, it's like Wait, she's all about it. Sleep. It deprives me of your beauty. The beauty of your eyes. One move, jackass, and you really will be a woman. You, are my son. My moon, my starlit sky. Without you, dwell in darkness. I love you. What are you doing here? Your power has enchanted me. I stand helpless against it. Come to me now. Tonight, let me worship you in my arms. Get away from me! I love you. Stop saying that! How can I stop the beating of my heart? It pounds like never before. Out of fear. Out of love. I can stop it. I'll kill you. Death next to love is a trivial thing. Your touch is worth a hundred thousand deaths. He's a handsome That's, guy, so she's just like she's I don't know. That was the part it. that I thought was rolling my eyes at it's because cheesy. Every dude. well every I mean every movie back then had to have like a love story, you know, yeah. or like some romantic There's, thing between a man and a woman. They needed a couple more scenes together before, for this to happen. It kind of well, just—it was too fat. Yeah, it was too she fat because saw... she she was like the complete opposite. Oh, you know what it was? Side. It was fighting. He says that he says it's, it's a fighting and a, he says a smooth thing. She's like, "What are you looking at? Your leg." I want to break it. <laughs> oh, she see she you can tell. There's stuff. a couple times during him like defending some sexual defending tension. The, the castle where he's just going balls wild, like putting himself on cas- catapults and flinging himself across the castle, and then jumping on the dragon. Then he falls down. It's just it's a panty dropper. She could not resist it. I was gonna say, and then right after that, she just she's was, just, he walks up to her and she just makes out so, with him. Yep. I'm like, okay. well, hold on. A so there's a there is a thing I, I I noticed this time watching it. So when the queen's guard finally goes down to the other little village in the snow, and they are looking for um the baby, <coughs> was it Sorsha? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorsha goes down the stairs. They capture her turn around you see like three or four other guards in the stairs we and they basically like have the knife next next to her throat and says back up and get out of here mm-hmm. so they do but then they just keep her and hide in that room and think about how they're going to get out i don't understand wouldn't those three guys that just saw her get captured tell everybody that they're in there with her with the baby they're just running around crossing the muck out there uh, looking true. for them specifically it's a weird mm-hmm. scene. I've never noticed mm-hmm. it, but I was like, oh, I didn't babe. notice that until now. Is it? 
And she's like, yeah, it is weird. I'm like, it is weird. I don't think, I don't know. Maybe something was edited out. <laughs> I have no Could idea. Are they ever like in that room hiding? I have no idea, but yeah, interesting. Huh. I was thinking about like, uh, whatever. Obviously Willow and Mad Mardigan didn't mean to, uh, you know, slide into that village on their sled, but they're the ones that brought the army there, and these poor villagers are just getting slaughtered Saw just that. because they rolled into town. Well, they like, already had the, the they hell? already had the other army there too. Like they were already Eric's hiding Eric's them there army. too, so they know they know what's going on. Yeah. Apparently, I don't know. True, but I was like, oh, these poor villagers—they're just caught in the middle of this fucking war. I'm like, well, yeah, they're fine. Casualty don't, of war. Don't live on the mountain. <laughs> don't live on the mountain. Did what did you okay? So what I think one of the stronger parts, and I think this is why you like the second half of this movie more than the first half, is because Mad Mardigan and Willow are starting to get along. Initially, they didn't like the first They're... time. The first time they meet, it's kind of funny. He's, he's like, they don't know that he's in that cage at the crossroad that he's like he's hanging there, and then he um he grabs Willow when he backs into him. And he grabs him. And he's like, he's like, get me water, Peck, or die. Or you'll die, like, and but he lets him go, like, how are mm. you going to die? Like, <laughs> yeah. right? He's not going to do that's anything. What he, I was there's no threat. That too. Like, what a stupid line to say, <laughs> especially when you're trying to get water from these guys. It's weirdly but. racist towards the uh, the little people in this movie. Everyone is. Oh yeah, everybody's of course. got it. Yeah, very very down talky. Peck is like a it's a it's a very it's like a nasty slang. derogatory term towards them, which mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't like it, but. I don't know. It's like yep. you gotta, you can't use it's world building. You can't, yeah. I was gonna say you can't use real world right. slurs and things like that. So, but yeah, but like then, yeah, I did. But they, then, like he like gets the baby. He loses the baby. All that stuff. They go through the thing, and then like he gets it back, and he's like mad at him and all that stuff. And then they they get stuck together after that um, wagon chase and all that stuff. But like I think, like well, I think it's the being captured that bonds them, right? Well, yeah, because I was because they're arguing about like that black was... root or something like that. It's like you can't have a baby of black root. It's like why? <laughs> like mm-hmm. my mother gave us black root. Yeah, that's that's definitely one of the things that one of the like you said the stronger parts of the story, anyways, is the relationship between Willow and Mad Mardigan. Because um, you do see it develop a little bit more, and they're like you know starting to trust each other more. And the part that got me was when yeah like when, like you said when they got captured and willow you know they're dragging him up the mountain clearly he can't keep he's up. starting to get he's struggling to keep up and mad martigan just throws him up on his shoulders i'm like yeah guy. i like that it's mm-hmm. a scoundrel yeah. with a heart of gold starting to come around exactly. you know baby's growing on him he's growing mm-hmm. on him that is you know pretty good the way that they tie that in throughout the movie though like every time there was like a one-liner or a scene or something happened they uh, there was so many baby reaction shots were like the yeah. baby would giggle or the baby would frown baby would actor. look confused seriously like, the baby would give like dirty looks there or like so fucking, many like yeah there was so many looks ones. from the baby which i thought it was just weird to have it like so interspersed like the baby had a personality even though it didn't have a word but Right, Laura Danham had a had an attitude and a personality to her, which was kind of you know, interesting for yeah, a baby. I don't know if they, I don't know how they got those shots. If they were just like 
trying to get different reaction, like doing these one-off shots with the baby, trying to get different reactions and then editing, editing, editing. Why can't I say that word? Editing them in wherever they fit, you know, Even but they, I think they did a really like, good was job like with that. One eyebrow raise or it was like a, like, yeah, a some good expression. I'm like, wow, that is very emotive for a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it is interesting. Yeah, even screaming, to be honest, like they had a, at the the final scene that the baby's screaming head off. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I, I like the, that's probably like I said, like why you like the, the second half, because at that point, they're full on buddies. They're, they're yelling at each other a little bit, you know, like he's calling them out. I love you. I would never say that. Yeah, I love you. You're my mood. You're my light. You were saying all these things. He's like, I said that stuff. Why would I say that? You know, and. Just like the back and forth is starting to pick up, but then towards the later on, like Mad Mardigan is just always there to save him, and he does some cool ass mm-hmm. shit. Like when he's fighting all those guys at that um, castle's got that ridiculous uh, outfit on with the thing covered. I think it's stupid, like in the helmet. Oh yeah, like it's like over his nose. I'm sure it's. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's based on something, but it's just it looks so stupid in a, in a fun way. He probably thought he looked so cool. Yeah, Mad like Mardigan he would. Probably thought he he's looked like, so cool. Yeah, um, <laughs> but like he like cuts the catapult thing and like shoots over. Then he like yells at the uh, the, the troll. The troll, troll design is not the best uh, at no. all. Yeah, I think at that time it reminded me of like a fucking like, uh, like, the, or... like a Saturday Night Live. Uh, yeah, like Planet of the Apes or something. Apes <laughs> but you know, then he instantly fights that dragon. He jumps on it, you know, and does the cool sword through the thing. And I don't know, it's uh, all that all that stuff is cool. And I, I don't know, I just like that he's protecting him. And then when the baby does get kidnapped, you feel, you know, you feel bad because mm-hmm. it's going to get well, Warwick Davis is killed. giving his best. He falls to the ground. They took her. <laughs> and Marion, it's like, but he's got, at that point, he's got the woman, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden she runs over and she's like, so worried about Willow all of a sudden. I'm like, come on. You were yeah. just trying to kill him. That's like what I was thinking ago. too. Yeah. She does a huge. She does a really. It's a really hard. Fast it's a hard flip. turn right there, but mm-hmm. I mean, she's in love all of a sudden. So you know, it's a kind of thing. But then yeah, we get to go to the Bavmorda Castle, which is a cool scene where, you know, everybody gets turned to pigs, and Willow's got a, Willow's got his comeuppance where he proves that he's a great sorcerer, and he turns Finn from, uh, like what was she then? She was a crow to a couple different things and then into a human finally into a goat she was a goat was for a, goat. a bit yep yeah and then she was going through her whole transformation process when willow was uh transforming her back into a human she was like a turtle and then an ostrich and a peacock and a tiger was, there's a couple good. things in there yep that i think that is one thing that i liked about the story like willow obviously he an aspiring sorcerer and he's learning a little bit more throughout. But I thought, you know, I thought it was going to be more predictable that, like, by the end, he would be, like, you know, all-powerful fucking zapping fools left and right. But I liked that he was still, by the end, he was still, still like reserved an apprentice. And, like, he, he, there was a lot for him to learn still, you Which know. Which makes the new so series. Like, I appreciated that. It's like Luke a little yeah, bit. You can exactly. see him becoming the Jedi Master, but never mm-hmm. be actually being that, like, because he, you know, Luke just becomes a fucking tight black shirt wearing Jedi master in the, <laughs> like episode six. But like, you know, you see him 
kind of growing and and you know, like even the yeah, a new hope the he, progression he doesn't there. do shit he just feel he just senses the force and trusts his you know trusts in the force and stuff like that but um with willow i like that yeah he, they, they could have easily made him by the end like the most powerful sorcerer in the world or whatever so i'll say this man i wrote a couple things about this movie in retrospect that like i i think makes this movie awesome um has a great has a great theme song Mm-hmm. gorgeous locations mm-hmm. it's got dragons it's got sword fights horse fights trolls castles fights in the rain it's got brownies it's got fairies and <laughs> it has two old ladies punching the shit out of each other <laughs> so they were going like, at it you, 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 like, when do you see two old ladies going at it and like i'll say that this is probably one of the few times you'll see it and i like it and i'm for it and that, Willow, out of context, just, that that could sound really funny. <laughs> when do you when how often do you see Willow, two old ladies going at it? She's like warns too. I think it's cool. She's just like Willow. You don't have to go any further at this point. You know, I was like, damn old lady, what are you gonna fucking do? She's so confident mm-hmm. with herself. She just shows up in white. You know, the ladies like black. It's totally out of Lord of the Rings, whatever. And it's raining. Yeah, the other lady is like her time evil. is running out, so she's just like using all of her magic. She's ready to kill her own daughter. She's whatever. She just needs that baby to be, I don't know, zapped up. Who knows what's supposed to fucking happen. But, and I like that Willow is having his fight, right? He's like fighting like the, <laughs> the it looks like a the grill. teapot thing. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. yeah the fucking pot. That's yeah, a cool that shot too. It's how it like kind of is going around. It's kind of menacing stuff like that. But he's fighting that. You have, um, man, Mardigan is fighting the skull, skull face soldier guy. Um, Kale. Yeah, there's all these things. What is his name? Kale. Oh, Kale, yeah. We were saying before, the yep. same actor from Raiders of the Lost Ark as the yeah. as the Nazi bald boxer. The bald headed. Chopped up by the airplane. So, yeah. One of his few roles. One of the few boring. Yeah, one of the boring scenes that Eric didn't like. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was massive, dude. Maybe I need to go back. I, it's I like mean, an I iconic. Will, I will eventually. Yeah. I know. Shot. I know. Maybe I didn't give it a fair shot. Uh, but. Uh, one thing I really liked about the ending and the whole, you know, cause the, what's her name there? What's the, what's the good, uh, good, which is Rizal, Rizal. Sorceress's name. Rizal. Yeah. Rizal gets knocked out. And so it's just Willow kind of left there with the baby. And I did like that. He, he thought he had his trump card with the acorn and that you know, was Bad good. kind of selling it. She's like, oh, she's starting to turn to stone, and then she just reverses the magic. Dude, he he's got to learn how to throw shit, man. He threw it not even near her. She reached out and grabbed <laughs> she just it. Caught it. She's like, she purposely caught it. Yeah, like right. motherfucker, what are you throwing? <laughs> I don't know. But that was that was a good uh, no sell there because she she starts to get turned and then she turns back and she's like, you fool. But then I I really liked that Willow didn't just pull out some like again some magic spell yeah. that's gonna. <laughs> zapper or anything he uses you know he uses a little magic trick that he used back home on the farm to trick her yeah i like that and i'm like you know he's not using real magic there this baby this baby will stay still Mm -hmm. so i like that i like that a lot um but i did i thought the i thought the whole scene about or you know the reason or the way that the queen died was that was done. a little weird because uh, you you had this whole ritual and apparently this ritual took like all night to do because she's doing this ritual with the baby to send her to the fucking to hell or whatever she's doing never world she said or something yeah yeah 
And this is, it's like taking all night to perform. And then at the last second, she accidentally spills some stuff onto herself, gets struck by lightning, and then she's she's gone. Oh, is that uh, what ha- is it? It just felt like weird to me. I thought in the she... air to like cast something, and I thought she so, ran out what... of time. No, what I well, what I thought happened was she accidentally performed the ritual on herself to send herself because she spilled like the blood that was on the little table on the floor, like around herself, and then the lightning struck her. And then that's what then then like the whole red smoke it took, swirled it, up around her. Yeah, and it took she the wrong thing, so she gets sent instead of yeah. That yeah. So I was like, oh, that was weird, but okay. I don't know. I wanted Willa to snap her neck and kick her <laughs> out of the window. Fall. That would have been cool. <laughs> Badass. <laughs> Cut her head off. Yeah, you want you want the Northman scene out of nowhere. Say, like, Willow cuts take her, her head, head and off. stick it up her between her legs. Yep. Willow gets stabbed through the heart, and then they both die at the same time. No one. They both fall out of the castle window, you know, holding hands and yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm sure you won't see this movie ever again. Maybe you will. Maybe one day. When your when your kid gets old enough, I think it's. I will say thing to watch show your kids. I will say, I watched the trailer for the new show and it looks fucking awesome. I think it looks really really good. The budget is impressive. Well, now you got like the. And they got yeah. as many people as they could get back for that, which is cool. You got the grounding to it. It's kind of sad that Val Kilmer can't be in things anymore. Really, I really, oh, I really wish it's a tragedy. Yeah, it's a bummer. Could, At least this role of all roles, man. But I noticed a couple oh. people from um, other Disney things that were in that. I'm gonna look that up right now. Well, it was the that chick with the freckles that was in Solo. She was um, also in. Uh, Falcon, Falcon and the and Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Thank you. Yep. yep. And she's a re- recurring. She's a Disney she's a Disney person now. Yep. At this mm-hmm. point. Uh, who else do we got? Warwick Davis. Ruby Cruz. Don't know her. Erin Kellyman. That's the, the freckle girl. Um, Ellie Bamber is Dove. Joan Whaley, who plays Sorsha, who comes back for that role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Very I saw well. one of the brownies comes back, too. Yep. <laughs> I thought both of them did. Oh, maybe. Yeah, because I I just rewatched or I just watched the trailer uh, for the first time. It's a good trailer, dude. It it like got me. It was it's weird because I watched this movie and then I watched the trailer and I'm like, because you can appreciate what they're doing though. Yeah. Because if you're a fan of this movie, George Lucas wrote this. He wanted it to be like a trilogy. He never got it. You Mm -hmm. know. He just feels like they're. They're like completely, you know, blowing out and expanding the world to make it this huge epic thing. And especially now that they're making it into like a series, they can spend more time with the characters mm-hmm. and building out the world even more. I which like is, that. This, I'm excited about there's a world. I mean, there's like unique character names like the names are interesting. There are, you know, there's sorceresses, there's um, trolls, there's all these different monsters, there's cool names for like different regions and prophecies mm-hmm. like it the potential is there and i would like to see is i don't know if george lucas is even part of this i don't think so no right i don't i don't i don't think he's i mean i think it i mean it's being pr- produced by lucasfilm but i don't think he has any hand in the story or anything yeah because the books that he had made he had sequels in book form to willow and mad mardigan and sarsha are like killed off in the beginning of the second oh, really? the first book yeah. Damn. Oh shit. Yeah, there's like a whole villain that comes through that's and starts wiping shit. Cold blooded. You can't kill Marty, Mad Mardigan off like that. Oh, I know. 
I'm dirty. It's right? like Han Solo dying at the beginning of Empire. Like you can't exactly. Fuck. Like what are we doing here? I will yeah. say that <laughs> Warwick Davis is looking. He's a, he's aged well. Like he looks he looks good in yeah, the role. Think... Like he's got the long hair yeah. and stuff in the tr- now. Like, yeah, he's believable as like a, a powerful sorcerer in the new in the trailer. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited to see how, like because it's supposed to be 20 years after the. It's only supposed to be 20 years in the the canon of the of the movie yeah, 20 yeah. years after the original movie um but obviously he's you know he got the book at the end of the first at the end of the movie with like the spell the spell book and everything so he's obviously in the new series he's gonna be much more experienced as a sorcerer he did the apple trick yeah, where he threw right, in the point. air and he did the dub thing mm-hmm. so he knows he's mm-hmm. actually i didn't know this he's uh born in 1970 so he's what 52 yeah, he's a yeah. He's not that old. He was dude. He was only a kid when he was on the set of a, a New Hope. I'm not New Hope. Uh, Return of the Jedi is wicked. Hmm. You know, he's yeah, like it looks nine like years old or something like that. They swapped in their own new Mad Mardigan character, like kind of looking guy, like a Indian. Oh guy yeah, he's like, like it's the like the same, same like, stereotype suave, kind of. Like, yeah, yeah. So you got to have that yeah. like scoundrel. classy, classy scoundrel humor in it too. So. Yeah, I'm definitely mm-hmm. excited for this. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm I'm ex- now that I've watched the the original movie, I'm much more excited for the, the series good. and just just watching that trailer and that, that only comes out in a couple weeks on November That's 30th. Why we're so recording this today. Exciting. Yeah, man. Right. Get hyped. <laughs> it's always good to like yeah, to catch up on and get a good refresher in before like the new stuff comes out. Make sure you got mm-hmm. get your uh eyes dotted and your T's crossed. Yeah, I mean, I had no interest really in watching the Willow show before watching this movie, but now that I've watched this, I'm like, I'm all on board. I'm on board for sure with the with the new show. So maybe he's still carrying around his wife's hair. Who knows? Who knows? Kyla, Kaya. When he yells her name every time, I'm like, oh my god, (laughs) Kaya. They, she might even be in this. I, I think Migash or whatever his buddy is in this uh, yes. or something. I don't know. I, just, I, I, I think there's some faces in the trailer. I think his wife is in this. Yeah. I, I think there's like one split second shot of so cool. them hugging in the trailer. Uh, dude, yeah, it's like so. it's like Karate Kid. Honestly, it's just like let's take like this movie, you know, from the '80s, and just here we are years later, and this one feels good because people that were fans never got anything. You know, that's true. And this uh, is the type of it's a Lucas thing, man. It's like Lucas world. Like, let's get some NES games, is... some coloring books, maybe some other books. And that's yeah. about all you got. Yeah. I think something like this is perfect for a, a series, especially since, like we said, the world is so rich. I think there's more stories to tell there. So. I am just hope I'm that excited. the troll design is better. <laughs> <laughs> I think they got the money for it now. I think they're in the trailer. I think they do show a troll, and it looks way different. So they, and they much better. Out of it. Yeah, IMDb does have Christian Slater on on this show as well. So who knows? Yeah, they don't have that. any. Mm-hmm. Like most people have, like how many episodes they're in, but he doesn't have anything by his name. So I don't know what his involvement is here. But yeah, it looks pretty sweet. Uh, comes out on November thirtieth, twenty twenty two. So. Just after Thanksgiving. Disney Plus. Disney Plus, yes. Okay. Well, I think we're at the end of our adventure, guys. We're back. We're back with all of our friends. That was a lot of fun hanging out with Man Martigan and Sarsha and killing some evil queens. 
Cue the music. It is time to go into Act 3. I have a little game. A 5 in 10. 5 in 10? I don't remember this one. Yeah, is that a returning game? I don't, I don't remember that one either. It's, uh, it's, no, just t- name five things in 10 seconds. Oh, shit, this game. All right, oh, here we yeah. go. Can't wait for this. Yep, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, I already said this. Uh, the game is called Five and Ten. So you just got to name five of this specific thing. Well, not specific, but this thing in ten seconds. This is an oldie. We didn't play this in a while. I going to say, yeah. it's, it's classic. And uh, we'll decide who goes first. And then whoever has the most at the end wins. All right. So I have... I have uh, one, two for each of you. So each of you are going to give me as much as you can of this thing that I'm going to ask you in ten seconds. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, to go to go first, uh, one th- um, sorry, zero through ten. What number do I have picked in my head, Dave? Two. All two. Right. All right. I was. I'll. I'll do prices right rules and say three. Hmm. Dirty. Lame. It's a dirty move because Eric. Ta- yeah, it is lame. Eric's gonna take it. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I I always get prices righted. So it it was eight. Uh, okay. Well, I'm sorry because this is probably one of the more harder ones. Oh boy, so, here we go. Dave, if you wouldn't mind, while uh while I have Eric name five of this, maybe the timer. You might want to Google it real quick. Just a fact check, because in case, because it could be of anything. It's five out of any, you know, out of anything, and I don't know everything on this on each of these questions. But all right, oh boy, <laughs> you have ten seconds. So I'm going to do the countdown. Okay. So okay. I, wait, do I have to name five or just as many as I can? As many as you can. I just okay. want to make sure that because Dave is your opponent, he gets the fact check it. All right, here and we I'll go. be too busy worrying about time. So and we'll swap roles so you can fact check against Dave and all that stuff. Okay, Eric. Name five movies oh, that have, and I want full title, and it's not this movie. Oh, no. That starred, or I'm sorry, that has Warwick Davis in it. I'm fucked. <laughs> Are we, is the timer started? You didn't say yes. go. Go. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> Star Wars episode 
six return of the Jedi. Uh, that's literally the only one that I know. So that, that's it. Really? Okay. All right. Oh, Eric, come it's on. A, I know. Yeah, I know at least Potter one fan. more. Harry Potter. Oh, Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah, but but which one? Like any of them? He was I, don't, in, I don't remember. I don't know. Five. I don't. I forget the name of his character in it though. He was the goblin. I was gonna say I don't. I don't think I would have gotten uh, that. What was his goblin's <clears> name? I forget it. Uh, How many know. movies I, has Warwick Davis even been in? A like as a main character, or something that the, I would recognize him from. Um, there's a few. Well, anyway, so you get one. I don't have a listing of his movies. Actually, it's weirdly enough, they just have a listing of his Star Wars characters. Uh, well that's a bullshit question <laughs> uh well just so you know you could have named harry potter movies and star wars movies there's oh. two uh, ewok movies that he was also in i could have named any of the leprechaun movies because he and played leprechaun. the leprechaun <laughs> yeah Guide exactly the galaxy chronicles of narnia yeah which i did not know he I was also in he solo. Was the leprechaun he was in solo he's in almost uh, every he star wars solo? Movie. yeah it was one yeah. of the raiders at the end the well, girl with the freckles when they the, yeah so I know now you, uh, that's why we do this. Okay. Could you freak out in 10 seconds? All right. Same thing. Ready? <laughs> now, Dave, you're probably gonna do better than this, but we'll, we'll see. All right, Eric, if you want, you can fact check this guy, <coughs> Dave in 10 seconds, name five movies that have Val Kilmer. Uh, Top Go. Gun. Uh, Oh, Kilmer. Batman Returns. Um, eh. Batman Forever. Um, Ten. I was going to say The Saint, but I was late there. That was that was two. Yeah. yeah. Heat. Saint. Heat. 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 Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Heat. Yeah. Uh, you're, you'll be my Huck. I'll be your Huckleberry, right? Oh, Isn't yeah. Tombstone. Tombstone or something. Fuck. There's so many. Uh, yeah, it's paralyzing under yeah. 10 seconds yeah it's true <laughs> 10 seconds is tough yeah yeah you would have gotten probably the third one if you didn't mess up getting the wrong batman movie and eric was gentlemanly enough to let eh, that slide he be corrected you because anting me i would know yeah you could have you could have just let I that could have said no said that's like, true by the way <laughs> you're wrong motherfucker. <laughs> um i'll give you that courtesy if i can here Okay. How quick I, so there you go. Right. Quick Two I to one. Go. Interesting. To one. Okay. Oh okay. boy. All right. Going back to you, Eric. Name five movies that have been directed by Ron Howard. Go. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. Solo is one. Uh. Oh fuck. This is. <laughs> I li- I can't think of any other ones. <laughs> There's there's a lot that's, of that's yeah there's a lot of that's like, the only one that like popped into my head side ones these this is really tough actually it is tough uh, didn't he do uh, Da Vinci Code uh, and Backdraft and Apollo 13. there's a lot of ones you don't expect yeah didn't he a do uh, mind, how the Grinch stole Apollo, Christmas did he do Apollo nine Apollo, oh, 13. Sorry, Apollo, 13. Apollo yeah. thirteen yeah which I didn't know I mean I love Splash. that movie but I I didn't know he directed that I really love Splash right. Or no? Sure. Is that the one Splash. with the mermaid that comes? That's to the life? mermaid, yeah. Tom Hanks yeah. mermaid one, which I didn't know I'm that. Thinking, I was either. thinking of mannequin in my head. That was a good one. Oh too. man, what are we tied at two two? For now, <laughs> two, yeah. Two. <laughs> it's a barn yeah, da Vinci burner. Code? Man, 
Oh, he's wait. He directed oh the Grinch too, the Jim Carrey Grinch. Interesting. A lot of these ones like I have like Angels and Demons and shit like that. Like I would never. I was gonna say there's a lot of obviously ones that I've seen, but I just didn't know that he directed them. Wow. All right, so Dave. I need one final final question. Final question. Yep. Ten seconds. Name five characters who are not Willow or Mad Mardigan from this movie. Go. Oh, Sorsha, Finn Rizel, uh, Crow, oh, I forget that guy's name. Eric, the other guy. Uh, I don't know. I was trying to. It's think okay. You already won. You got it. Yep. That one was easy though because it was uh because we just talked about it so. All right, well, I'll tell you what. I'll give Eric the bonus one just to see if he can redeem himself a little bit here. Uh, oh, there wasn't one in case there was for some reason a tiebreaker. Eric, in 10 seconds, outside of Willow, <laughs> name five wizards in 10 seconds. Go. Five. Uh, Gandalf the the Great. Gandalf the White. Are those two separate ones? Nope. Same person. Um, same person. Uh, You're embarrassing yourself. Harry Potter. Uh... I could just name Ron Weasley. <laughs> Let's Jeez, just go no, down no. Harry Snape. <laughs> Dumbledore. Uh, Merlin is shaking his head. He's a famous one. I just know uh, I just what got I just would have just got stuck on Harry Potter. No, that's fine. I didn't make any rules on franchise. I was hoping you guys would use that. That's funny. All right. Well, congrats. <laughs> congratulations, Dave. Woo. You get to go to Wizard Camp. Ooh, sorcery school, Hogwarts, wherever you learn magic. How to make pigs disappear. (laughs) Yep. Uh, That was fun. Thanks for playing, guys. Eric, if you don't mind, plug in some social, and then we can get out of here. Sure. Uh, If you want to follow us on our travels, you can follow us at Nomads of Fantasy uh, on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us, nomadsfantasy at gmail.com with any comments, questions, all that good stuff. You can join our Discord at thenomadsoffantasy.com slash Discord. If you want to get in there, chat with us, ask us questions, uh, submit some questions to our Ask a Nomad special next week. Um, also, find that Google form on Twitter as well. Submit your questions there. We would love to hear from you. Uh, and that's all I got. So with that, safe travels, nomads. Mother raised us on black root. It's good for you. The chair on your chest, doesn't it, Dick? Her name is not Stick. She's a Laura Dannon, the future empress of Tyrus Lee. And the last thing she's gonna want is a hairy chest. Did you see what he did? He stole our black root. I'll get some more, don't worry about it.